0: Free Kicks is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show.
1: This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. I was at the temple on Monday. I was walking
0: into the temple, and I held the door open for a... Pretty attractive older woman. I'd say she was like in her early 70s, maybe. And she goes, Well, thank you. Are you here for the seniors event? Oh, ouch. Oh, uh, let the record show she was kind of hot in a 70 year old kind of way. So I'm I like, mean, Are you, you listening
1: know, to what you're saying right now? Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, the Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits podcast network. What would that be? A- gmif
0: oh, oh the my grandma god. oh my um, god
1: stop great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com the following is a tony lasano podcast an Opie show on the radio misfits podcast network this is free kicks and now free kicks free kicks, free kicks. with illinois
0: youth soccer association's director of coaching adam howarth and rick kemper
1: here we are. Our final show of uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think it's going to be posted in 2020. So yeah. this is this is next year already. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. Uh, we are uh, in the midst of a uh, soccer palooza. Right. Uh, a football palooza. Right. And, and I think there were 38 games. Is that correct? And in, in 14 days or something yeah. insane like that amazing amount of games yeah uh, but before we get to the, what's happening on the pitch um there is something that i need to find out here and that's this
0: and now explain that foreign tradition please
1: okay so on boxing day which is the day after christmas i went over to your house and we yeah. uh watched some football um, and, of course, the main question, the first question that came up to me is, what is Boxing Day? You know, what what is it? Obviously, that's
0: something that we don't celebrate
1: here in America
0: at sure, all. Sure, sure. So it's the day after Christmas. So the tradition, the history goes back to when the... The poor of the servants were kind of working for their richer hierarchy people. Yeah. And uh, what would end up happening is... Like in Downton Abbey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what would end up happening is they would actually... The the richer folks would end up leaving their leftovers for the poor, for the workers. Yeah. And they would get boxed up in small little boxes. They would then be able to eat the leftovers the next day. Oh, so fancy food in boxes for the for the little
1: people exactly and exactly. then they they did get to Punch each other? No no, no. no boxing? There, there was
0: no fighting, officially fighting, going on. Okay. But, so that was that's kind of the history behind it. And uh, and then they ended up eating their food on that day. So that's hence the name Boxing Day. So it's got nothing to do with actual uh, okay. fighting. Okay. So everybody thinks, oh, yeah. So traditionally, <laughs> is there a lot of matches going on? A lot, of, a lot of big fights? No, not typically. But there
1: are, ironically, a lot of matches going on right. on Boxing Day right. uh, as far as football goes. And is that because... It was like the working man's holiday. Um and so, you know, they'd have yeah. games for the the people to go out and watch.
0: Yeah, so kind of for the most part, Christmas Day is kind of a a football free zone. Okay. So they really didn't do anything on that Christmas one Day. One whole you know, day yeah. a year. <laughs> so one day, yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid we have football yeah. that day. But then on then on the boxing day, it's pretty much a full schedule. So yeah. there's really no you know, and no other days like that. I think we had nine of the ten games. We just had the one that I think the Man City game was the day after. Right. So all those games, that's what was great. You know, we was able to watch all those games yes. like back to back starting at 6.30 in the morning. And then, uh, so yeah, that's really the best way about it because they play all those games in right after each other.
1: So we went over to uh, your house. Yeah. Uh, my son, Sean, and I. Yeah. And we had some... Uh, Bacon sandwiches. That's right. Yeah. With some brown sauce. Yeah. The HP uh, brown sauce, right? That's good. Um, And we uh, had some. what do you call the sausage in, yeah, so, a, in, yeah, a, in yeah. a muffin or what do you call it a sausage roll <laughs> sausage, rolls,
0: uh, yeah. sausage roll sausage <laughs> roll sausage in a muffin that's a new one i don't like that oh, that's good though yeah, yeah sausage really roll roll off the tongue it does it? yeah 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 um, but, but was, my wife does a good job making that so she makes those yeah. so she's she's got that down pat really well and your mom was there yep my mom was there too so, so. she kind of helped out with all that stuff too so that was and nice. then and don't forget the uh, the pies at, uh, for for lunch. Oh. The pie was amazing.
1: It wasn't that really good? So, um, you know, I joke about the meat pies mm-hmm. because uh, I see them eat them on uh, Men in Blazers, and yeah, yeah. And I saw them on the menu, and I really wanted one when we yeah. went to Chelsea, and they ran out of meat yeah, pies. That was disappointing, um, and I just couldn't imagine what they. I figured they were like a chicken pot pie sort of thing, which is not my favorite. Yeah, sure. Um, but this was like a chicken curry. Yeah. Um,
0: we had a... Uh, there was one with beef, like a yeah. barbecue beef. It Steak was- and ale. Steak and ale pie. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Chicken Balti was the one. It's kind oh. of like an Indian type of... Yeah. Those pies were really, really good, so I've got to thank my sister-in-law for that. She found a place in the city, so we'll be going back there for sure to get uh, some of those uh, okay. soap pies for the future. So I'm good. becoming an Anglophile. You really are. Yes. You really are. You're turning into an English guy. That's good.
1: Yeah, you know, it's really not that big of a leap from German to English. <laughs> you know, ask Queen Elizabeth. Uh, her whole family is German, really. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, so that's question number one with right. Boxing Day. Yeah. All right. Question number two, um, over the holiday... Suddenly, there was a new World Cup that I had never heard of <laughs> called the Club World Cup. Right. And Liverpool won it. Yep. Now, to me, I felt a little sorry for Liverpool that this was going on in the midst of all this other stuff. Sure, you know, to sure. And another couple of games under there.
0: Um, but what in the world is the Club World Cup? Yeah, so they've been, they've been doing this for a little while, so it's kind of regenerated in the last 20 years. So it's about 20 years old, but basically... All of the best teams from all of the continents um, will then compete. So I think they have seven teams from the six confederations that are able to compete. A little bit of a playoff. You know, realistically, it's going to be the European team typically against the South American team <laughs> right. in the final. That's pretty yeah. much the final every year. And then they'll have a semi final. So. The lower level groups, the lower level confeder- confederations, have to play like a, almost a playing game, and then they play the final. And this has happened recently in Dubai. So this took place in um, in Dubai was the last set of games, and then now what we ended up doing was previously that was in Tokyo, kind of spread around a little bit. But this is every year, so it's normally the European champions, which was Liverpool. Okay, they get, get to it. represent Europe, and then the South American champions, which was Flamenco this year, they played in the final. Liverpool won. This is the first time Liverpool have ever actually won it. Has so. any English team ever won it? We've won it a couple of times, I believe. Uh, Manchester United has won it once. Okay. Uh, Nottingham Forest, I think, once won oh, it once. So wow. oh, yeah. So back in the okay. day, back in the early eighties as well, they won it. So yeah, it's been been pretty okay. good.
1: All right. Well, there you go. I've learned something new. Yeah. Um. And th- I have one final yeah question. And this is not. This is just having watched. I think I've watched. Sure. Fifteen games in the last two weeks, <laughs> uh, which is you know quite a few. That's a lot. Um, and there's something that happens in every game is absolutely driving me crazy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's say um, player X gets hurt. Right, he's he's on the field. He's holding his his uh, his leg. They're they're waving the physio mm-hmm. onto the field, um, and the coach goes looks back at his at his bench and says you player z you need to go in player z then gets up and doesn't have his uniform on (laughs) right he he takes his shirt off he's got some other shirt on for god knows what reason and then he has to put his shirt on sometimes he doesn't have his his shoes on (laughs) his boots he's got to get his boots on. it takes him like 20 minutes to get out
0: there yeah it's it's interesting why that's a very good question. I really don't know the answer to this other than the fact that I know the players are really set up to be more of a replacement rather than a substitute. So not like we're used to in America where we're in and out all the time. Right. So these are players, when they're, they're, they're not expecting to go in until they're told. Okay. So they they don't think they're going to go in. If they're told to warm up, they'll have all their stuff on. You may see them warming up on the sides. Then they think, oh, there's a chance I can get in. But until then, they're just sitting there waiting, (laughs)
1: hopefully getting in. And it would kill them to put their (laughs) uniform on. I mean, they're sitting on the bench. There is a chance that they're going to play. Their entire profession
0: is playing in that game. I agree. I agree. Being ready would be wouldn't be a bad idea. Do it just they?
1: I just don't get it.
0: Yeah. And, all right. Well, that was just something that has bothered me,
1: <laughs> and I thought I wouldn't
0: no, and, it I, and I I get it too because it takes so long for them to get ready, and sometimes I know some of the managers get upset with them because they're not ready. Right. So I'm yeah. gonna do. I'll do some research. Yes. I'll, I'll figure I'll figure some things out for you.
1: Please let's uh, let's yeah. see if we can get that fixed. <laughs> uh, but let's find out also what's happening on the pitch.
0: Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch?
1: Okay, so now we've talked about the fact that we've seen lots of games. um, And it has been a good holiday season for a few teams. And a couple of them are teams that have new coaches. Yeah. And, you know, know, we talk about this all the time. When new managers are brought in... um, it does seem to have a boosting effect on teams. Right. Yeah. There's that often.
0: manager bump. We yeah. kinda
1: kinda call it the manager bump, yes. But two teams that were doing very, very, very badly, Watford and Everton in particular, both of them are reacting well to their new managers mm-hmm. and both of them look like they could be moving. Into a safe area. Yeah. I I really think by the end of the year, Watford is going to be okay.
0: I I think so, too. I think Watford has definitely been the group that kind of hit me the most, especially that, you know, a 3-0 win against another fellow struggler in Aston Villa. Right. But that was a pretty resounding victory for them. It Um, was. You know, Pearson's come in. He's kind of renowned for being a little bit of a savior in terms of he was with Leicester before he got fired there. He did well with them. Is he the guy that saved them that one year? Yes, he was the one that saved them. They got rid of him, and then obviously they changed everything. Claudio Ranieri came in, ended up winning the league. So, you know, what else can you do? But then he ended up getting fired within a couple of years. Um, But, yeah, so he's done a fantastic job within the first couple of days. Um, and then, so obviously Everton as well. You know, right. I mean, they were starting to see a little bit of a bump with the interim manager in Duncan Ferguson, but uh, now Ancelotti, which is a big name for them to yes. come in and really organize them and get them sorted out and, and get a good win. Let's talk a little win.
1: bit about him for people that uh, do not follow other leagues other than the Premier League. He is a coaching legend.
0: Yeah, no question,
1: no question. And to get him at Everton is is.
0: Kind of a big surprise. Very big surprise for Everton. Everton's a good-sized club, you know. They're kind yeah. of that perennial six to ten, you know, in that right. group of teams. Uh, but to have him, this might push them over the edge, you know. I think he's got he's got a little bit of money. They got great support yeah. um, in in this in the city. They a lot of people love you know love him as a coach and got a huge amount of respect for him. So I think he's going to be able to come in and maybe do some things for the next year. He's won a few. Like European Championships. Yep, yep. He was with AC Milan. He's yeah. been obviously around. We've been by Munich. He was Real in Madrid, Napoli. Napoli. Think, yeah. Yep. So he's been a, been all over. He's all not over. a young man though. No, he's not a young not young man. Oh, he's a he was a great player too back in the day. Yeah. You that's know, right. playing with AC Milan as well. So he's got a history. Was also with Chelsea for a little bit. Won, won the league with uh, Chelsea as well. So oh, I didn't know. that. Yeah. So he's he's been around. So okay. he knows the Premier League. So this is not he's not his first venture in. Um so he understands the league a little bit in terms of what needs to be done. So okay. yeah, he'll he'll be a really good addition. I think even just for the Premier League just in terms of the managers and and the level of their play.
1: I think it's good for the the Premier League to have these teams doing well too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. And another team that uh suddenly is doing well is Southampton. Yeah. And now they don't have a new coach. I don't no. know. I don't know what lightning they got hit by <laughs> but uh, they had a great holiday season yeah yeah ralph
0: is doing the job the yeah. austrian the, the austrian, austrian. <laughs> the austrian is getting the job done but he seems to be a great motivator he uh, does he's in that same Jurgen Klopp kind of Yes, realm. I can't believe there's two of them <laughs> it's, it's amazing <laughs> he's hugging and and yeah. celebrating and and enjoying life but yeah again they're finding ways to to be in every game they it, they beat Chelsea. That that's the game we watched. on Yeah, Day. I mean, what a game that was. I mean, obviously as a Chelsea fan, I see it one sided, but yeah. very dismal performance by them. But for them, their organisation, their compactness defensively, right? And you could see that even with some of the other teams, even yesterday, they look so organised, have made it very difficult for a Chelsea to break them down. And and then they were able to score two great goals. Yeah, you know, the first one was a fantastic curler into the top corner, and then the second one. Right. The, the classic counter, you know, and they score off that. It
1: was kind of against play, but yeah. uh, but still, uh, you know, a win's a win. You yeah, know, no if you question. have a, a strong defense and you hold the other team scoreless, you know, you're doing your job.
0: And I think that's what you are seeing now with all these new managers is they're coming in and they're organizing the defense first. Right. You saw that yesterday with Arsenal. Yeah. It was much better defensively uh, you know, got caught on a couple until, of things the, until, the end. <laughs> <laughs> until the last seven, eight minutes, but they were much better for 80 minutes. No question. Right. But that's, that's really the priority of these teams to, to be better defensively. So they're not all over the place. And then that gives them a chance to win the game. Right.
1: Uh, then let's talk about the other team that is, uh, doing well. And it looks at this point, no one is going to catch Liverpool. I think it's pretty safe to say, uh, but here is the question I have for you. Now they still have a perfect season going. Yeah, right? they do. Yeah, um, and they are in the Champions League. They just won the Club World Cup. That's right. Um, they haven't lost in in the Premier League in like
0: fifty games yeah. or something like I think that. Like 49. forty-nine. They're right around there. Absolutely. Yeah, it,
1: it's just unbelievable. But yeah, here's the thing that I'm I'm wondering about. We were talking about this before we started mm-hmm. the show, and that is. What are they going to rest some of these guys, or is it just do you can't can you not rest them until they lose? You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, because they don't want to blow a perfect season. That's true. That's true. I think I think they're at the level when we were talking about this. These games are so important. They know that this kind of Christmas period because they're so hot and heavy in terms of the amount of games. They want to continue that streak. They may rest a player or two coming up because. Next week, we've got the FA Cup, so that's why there's no games next right. week. So, there's going to be you're going to probably see a whole new Liverpool team, you know, in that third right. round game. Yeah. So, they're probably putting all their eggs in the, their basket for the league game. Let's get through these games. We'll play all of our top players. I mean, Fabinho, right. Salo, and Sane haven't skipped a beat. No, they haven't. So, they've played in all those games. And then next week, January 4th and 5th they're going to be rested for the FA Cup. Gotcha. Uh, I I think I saw somewhere that Liverpool has... uh
1: recalled some players that were on loan yeah like i think there was one in uh in the bundesliga a okay. center back that they're bringing back just okay. to, probably for games
0: like yeah this yeah exactly and, and and we talked about this before how good they are in terms of depth you know so some of those lesser players that can probably play certainly the goalkeeper will get changed they'll switch the goalkeeper out um certainly the the front three will probably be a completely new front three right uh, Origi will probably get a lot more time, yeah. and then midfielders, and then defenders as well. So I know they're still suffering a bit, little bit with injuries, yeah. Uh, with uh, With their centre backs, but yeah, they're gonna they'll be yeah, able to they switch. Seem to be,
1: they seem to be doing okay. They
0: seem to be managing it very well, and that's why they're. So you're
1: saying if you go if you watch Liverpool play in the FA Cup, and you look at the bench, um, you'll see Salah, Firmino, and uh,
0: and Mane. <laughs> Not wearing their uniforms. <laughs> that's right. They may not even be on the bench. <laughs> oh, okay. I be, you know, that's, really? yeah, they may not even be dressed at all. You know, they may have, they'll have 18. They always dress 18. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe a, a, a Sala uh, and maybe a Sane might just not even play. Okay. So, yeah, that's that. This is the time for them to rest during the FA Cup.
1: All right. So let's talk about the teams that uh, did not have a good holiday mm. season. Um, For instance, Norwich. Yeah. Now they are in last place, and it's looking not so good for them, Uh, which is a shame. Because, yeah, I always feel sorry for the relegation teams. This yeah. is uh, I always feel yeah. bad for them because they work so hard to get there. Oh, I know. And the crowds are so behind them. And they've got that celebrity chef owner. Yeah, Delia, and, Delia Smith, yep. And they have the cool yellow and green uniforms <laughs> that I really like. Um, the kits, excuse me, kits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they just don't have the... The
0: manpower. Well, I was listening to something today about this. You know, the problem with Norwich is that they're basically up and down every year. You know, right. one year they're in the Premier League, the next year is, and it deals with the investment. You know, if they don't invest huge amounts of money into the club, they're not able to get those top-notch players that will right. hopefully keep them in the league. And realistically, what's going to end up happening? They're going to go back down again. Right. You know, because that's it. So they don't have the, the massive amount of investment that Dealey is able to put in. Right. And so consequently, they're going to just hopefully keep their fingers crossed. It's hopefully finish 17th and stay in the league. So maybe they need to bring in a Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> uh,
1: you know, just to beef it up a little bit.
0: That might be. That could be it. The, the chefs could be owning Norwich. That there might be go. a good way to do it. A little home cooking. Mm-hmm. There
1: we go. Uh, another team that has had a rough uh, holiday season is Aston Villa. Yeah. Now also in the relegation zone, right? Um, and they've been losing to the other teams that are near the bottom of the mm-hmm. table, and that is never a good sign.
0: No, they've they've had a rough go. You know, when they lost to Watford, that was kind of a you know a tough a tough loss. You know, three nothing on the road. Um, and that was even made even worse than the fact that, you know, Watford had a red card, too, in yeah, that game. that's right. So they were down to 10 men. So they, you know, psychological psychologically, that's going to make it even worse because you lost to a team with 10 men for the last 30 minutes or so right. or whatever it was. Um, so that made it even worse. But, um, yeah, Villa, just I'm not sure what's going to happen. They seem to really struggle on the road. So, you know, at the home, they've been OK. Yeah. But um, they, they're not going in the right direction for sure. No.
1: Um, although Grealish still looks good. I mean, he's he's a he's a decent player. Yep. Um, and then probably the team that had the worst holiday season is West Ham. Uh, yeah. And so we apparently saw the last win <laughs> of uh, Pellegrini's career. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in person yeah. at, at uh, Chelsea because uh, West Ham uh, fired him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. But it looked to me like he was ready to go. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah,
0: his and heart didn't seem to be in it. No, it, he's he's that type of a guy. I mean, when they hired him, he was the best person they could get at that time, and I think it was a great uh, a great appointment in the fact he was from a, from a resume standpoint, he's done it all. He'd won the league. He'd won the league. Man City, Real Madrid, been there, done that. Yep. Great. Could he bring that to West Ham? They gave him a hundred million pounds to spend. Yeah. And he bought a bunch of garbage, basically. He I did. mean, all these players have not done the job for right. him. They haven't done anything well. And then now, consequently, they find themselves in 17th place. Right, And amazingly, they've now gone back to David Moyes. Yeah. So David Moyes, who was the manager at the end, who they actually got rid of, to get Pellegrini they've now gone back to him so that happens a lot in the Premier League doesn't yeah. it? yeah it's, it's, a, it's a circle don't sell your house yeah. <laughs> so he's back um, can he get him in the right track I think so I think he can definitely again it's going to be an organization set up it's going to be making sure they're compact defensively can they get a few wins here and there they've got enough talent there that they should be okay yeah but you, you know you just never know
1: and they've got money too. Yes, yes. So you think it's possible they'll they'll buy someone in the uh,
0: may or the, may uh, not. I don't know how much money. I mean, they've spent a yeah, lot on that's a good and point. you know. And I I I think uh, Pellegrini just left with two million. They gave it basically a two million check, two million pound check. Uh, that was his going away present. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, I would have left for a million <laughs> if
1: next time they could save
0: some money. Thanks for being unsuccessful. Here's two million. <laughs> you know, it's, and, and that goes with all it the sports. Does. You see that in basketball and you see yeah. that in football. It happens uh, to CEOs. You yeah, know, exactly. Everywhere. Thanks for screwing everything up, but yeah. here's two million pounds.
1: I have never been in a situation where I screwed up badly enough to get paid off.
0: Yeah. That so, would be nice, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, I think I just have to try a little harder <laughs> to be more unsuccessful. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. And then one last thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, before we need to take a break here. And that is about uh, something that had a very bad holiday season, and that is VAR. Yeah. Ooh. Um, It's gotten ridiculous, and especially on the off-sides calls. But yes. right? the other stuff, you know, I think if you watch, uh, you know, Penalty Kicks, for instance, um, if you watch closely and you see that there was actual contact, fine. All right, mm-hmm. let VAR make that decision. But on these offsides calls where you're offsides by like an armpit or a toenail, um, how can you possibly judge that based on that little line thing? Yeah. I mean, are they looking at what we're looking at?
0: Yeah, uh, pretty much. I mean, pretty well, much. That's,
1: that's idiotic. Yeah. Am I wrong?
0: I know. it's It's so ridiculous in terms of... How close it is in terms of where the size of the, the one, you know, it's an armpit, it's a fingernail, it's a toe, it's whatever yeah. it is. They talked a little bit about maybe defining the fact of it needs to be the part of the body that you could score with. Yes. You know, okay. rather than your hand or your arm or whatever it is. So maybe right. that might be something that they could define. You know, but, I follow Arlo
1: on uh, yeah. on uh, Twitter Arlo White, the the announcer, mm-hmm. and his suggestion was using a fatter line, you know, mm-hmm. like with the, the line they draw across yeah, the very field, thin. make it like the size of like a highlighter, you know, line. Mm-hmm. And that way the entire body has to be over that yeah. line or yeah. something
0: like yeah. that. That would make more sense. I mean, it, it's almost like a photo finish in the 100-meter sprint yeah. is really what you're looking at. Yeah. You know, you're defining a winner by that that's where we're at right and like you said who who defines the line you know how right. could it be how thick could it be i could come with a thinner line one day it could yes. be a thicker line so yeah it's 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 been a rough weekend for var that's for sure um They're going to have to review this at the end of the season. I don't think they're going to make any changes at this point. They're just going to continue to deal with this and then hopefully revamp this starting next season. Okay.
1: All right. We need to take a little break, but we'll be back. We still have to guess the Premier League star. We've got another report from across the pond coming up uh, and much, much more. Uh, So... Stay with us. I am Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on Back to You, our podcast, we do all kinds of things like, how would you describe it? We do nitpicky things sometimes, like how come you got headphones on and I don't? Because I'm the star of the show. Well, see, that's up for uh, debate and deliberation. And uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out in the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An opie show only on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. So,
0: Lou, what's the deal with horsepower? I mean, we don't use horses anymore. Well, we like horses, and that's how it started, so these are our new ponies. At least
1: we're living in the golden age of horsepower and doing our best to enjoy it like we do on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
0: You really think you can feed
1: like 700 horses, Mark? Okay, we are back. Uh, All right, this is. uh, It's time for Adam's least favorite part of the show. (laughs) This is uh, what we call now. We have audio for this now. Oh, my goodness. I
0: have not heard it. Here we go. Time now
1: to guess the Premier League star. There, you like that? Hey, that's pretty impressive. Okay, we are going to. uh, uh, If you're playing along at home, the goal is to guess. Who I'm talking about, it's a it's a star from the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I've got to start saying Premier instead of Premier. Yes. Um, and uh, if you can guess who this is before Adam, you, uh, you're the winner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you get yourself a pie. <laughs> That's right. We'll send you a pie in the mail. <laughs> All right. This week's uh, Pr- Premier League star is 22 years old. Okay. His family heritage is from St. Kitts.
0: I think, I think I may have it. Oh, really? I'm going to go out with Tammy Abraham. Incorrect. Oh, Incorrect. He joined the academy
1: program with the team he plays on currently when he was seven years old. Okay, so he's a Chelsea player? Incorrect.
0: Really? Okay. He is a striker. Okay, he is a striker.
1: All right. Yes. He scored in his very first game. He was the youngest player ever for his club at that time to score in a derby against the crosstown rival. Okay. It's a crosstown rival. There's a hint. Mm-hmm. All right. In five seasons, he has scored over sixty goals in all competitions. So he's one of the he's one of the better strikers. Okay. He has played for the English national team since twenty sixteen. He has scored 10 goals for them. 10 goals for the three Lions in international matches. My brain is going blank here. He wears number 10. Where's number 10? He wears uh, the color red. Marcus Rashford. Very good. (laughs) Wow,
0: that was hard.
1: (laughs) I thought I was going to have to tell you he plays for Man (laughs) (laughs) U.
0: Wow. So that's interesting. St. Kitts. Yeah. yeah. 22. His, okay. So
1: his his parents are uh, from St. Kitts. Yeah. So he could have played for the St. Kitts National yeah, Team. Yeah, sure. But he yeah. opted to slum and play for the English team.
0: Never since St. Kitts, I believe it is. So actually, yeah. interesting story. I believe this is her team that she's coaching. So Janae Baklowski, who we work with a little bit with U.S. soccer, with she's actually the women's national team coach. So she's coaching them, oh. and they're going to be in the Olympic qualifying coming up. I but I do believe. So, trying to get into the Olympics. Great. So yeah. So yeah. So they do play. They do oh yeah play, yeah uh, absolutely yeah. There. So on the men's on the men's team, I don't know. I don't know how the men's teams have done. Yeah, over either. over the last few years, but um, I know the women's team that they they were they've just qualified for the qualifying to but get that into the Olympics. Uh, that is not an English. Uh, uh,
1: Province or whatever, Commonwealth, right? part of the Commonwealth. I'm not sure actually. That's, th- it's the, it's considered the West Indies.
0: Yes. So yeah. So, so the West
1: Indies is part. Yeah. Of it? It's all okay. part
0: of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's part of it. It's it's uh, provincial at some point. So they okay. would. They they actually have. Uh, the commonwealth games every oh. every few years so that's where all of the old pr- parts of the british empire compete against the british oh, so it gives them okay. an opportunity to try to beat us
1: it's like the boxing day of tournaments
0: exactly exactly <laughs> canada's in there australia okay so you know not yeah. not usa though <laughs> right
1: that's right they we, left early we had a whole war thing yeah um okay so that's uh that's a nice little uh, tidbit by the way here's another little tidbit about Saint Kitts. I went on my honeymoon there.
0: Really? Yes. Oh yeah.
1: 29 years ago.
0: Very exotic place. Nice. Weather was good. It was beautiful. Awesome. It was
1: very nice. All right. It's time for our uh, across the pond report. Uh, we have audio for that now too. Oh, brilliant. Here it is. And now a free kicks report from across the pond. <laughs> All right. This uh, goes back to our uh, our trip to Chelsea around yeah. Thanksgiving week. We spent uh, uh, a week at uh, Chelsea at their training facilities, and we've already told you about the going to the game and uh, that experience. We've told you about our first impressions of the training facility. Mm -hmm. This report will be about our second day yeah there and some of the things that we saw
0: yeah it was great i mean that's so obviously early wake up and then we was able to uh, sit down with with andy he kind of talked a little bit about the u13s and and how they kind of work with that group and then we ended up going to watch the women's training session yes. as well which was kind of cool um
1: they but, had a documentary crew following them around yeah because uh the women's uh soccer is now becoming popular yeah sure more popular in england because of the how well they did in the world cup right um but i must say we i had a i chatted with the sound lady and you Mm -hmm. know it was an all-women yeah yeah
0: that's true yeah
1: Um, and they were so impressed with us as americans because the way we treat women yeah in sports here i mean they were you know all hail to the Americans! I <laughs> haven't heard that's great. People be nice to Americans in a long time. It was nice.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and yeah, I think they're doing something for Netflix or something like that. It's yeah. kind of a nice documentary on on the team. I know they've done a few on the men's. I know Liverpool did one. There was a Sunderland one as well. And these documentaries following trying to get an insight into what happens on the day to day basis is kind of a cool thing. And there's some American girls on that team. Right. So the big one, obviously, is uh, the former Chicago Red Stars player, Sam Kerr. Yeah. Although she's not American, she's Australian. But she just uh, signed with them, so we was hoping we might catch her there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think I just saw something on Twitter. She just started training with them this week. Okay, so, so she I had, think she wasn't there. yet. She wasn't there yet. So they uh, she just signed with them. She she had already signed with them, but uh, she just started training with them this week. So she might be eligible to be playing fairly soon, I would think. We had a couple of other
1: coaches that were uh, on this trip, and, and they're like from Naperville or something, and they, right. Like,
0: I coached her, yes. I coached them and they
1: had, they were a couple of other girls, right? Friendly? That's right, there
0: was a couple of American girls who were there also uh, visiting, kind of working, like, it was really an extended trial for them, uh, okay. they were in their, kind of their break for Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving, something like that, okay. and uh, they was able to go over there, kind of do an extended trial, so, okay, some, so they're not actually on the team. They're not they're on just, the team, okay. yeah, so it was like there for... Three weeks or so, three weeks to a month, whatever it is. So it's a great opportunity for them just to just be able to train and be part yeah. of the squad. Um, so they do that a lot, even even on the men's side. The the first team will bring in occasionally trialists, you know, players to kind of take a look at, maybe for a two week trial, whatever it is. And right, you know, if you have ever seen the movie Goal, I don't know if you ever seen that I one. Don't think I have. Yeah, so that's kind of a, an extended trial. Typically, they'll bring in players from. Outside, take a look at him and make a decision after a couple of weeks, which is, it's tough. You know, when yeah. you think about that, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, your your opportunity to be a, a professional player depends on how well you do in that two week trial or whatever it is.
1: It was interesting, um, watching the, the women's, mm-hmm. uh, practice because they were, let's just say, and it was know, an open practice. So it, everybody yes. could watch
0: actually. There was quite a few right. people
1: watching. Yeah. Um, but let's just say they were not on field one. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Even though the 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 program is coming around, you could kind of tell when we were talking to the people at Chelsea. You know, like the U twelve coach is yeah. you know has got like more yeah. cachet in the in the yeah. for the boys, right? You know I,
0: I mean? think it's and then I think that's kind of a, a European. Thing. I think that's right. It's yeah. it's you know obviously there's more money in the men's game. It's prioritized in the fact that right. they can. They could sell a player and make millions, you know, and that's the thing. But, you know, the nice thing on the women's side, it, it's getting bigger, it's getting better. And, and still, a lot of the women's players who are in England still see the possibility of playing in college as a great avenue for them. Right. You know... Um, so I think that's really cool so but yeah so it was great and then we was at, we had a nice little lunch there we kind of went down for lunch what did you have there did you have a little oh, I had
1: the fish and chips fish and chips yes. okay
0: I didn't know if you had yeah. the, the bangers and mash or not no no I had
1: the bangers and mash another time but oh, okay. I, I did yeah. have you know I wanted to try all the yeah you know, try traditional y- stuff.
0: yeah I had the fish and chips that's actually had uh, some bread and butter that's where I had my chip butty
1: oh you had a chip yeah. butty I missed it oh God. yeah
0: because I was down the other end of the table okay, so I yeah. missed you so I had my chip buddy so that was good so we had a nice little lunch at the pub there which was great wow. um, and then we ended up um, meeting with i know we ended up meeting with some people there and then we actually watched the academy session which was kind of cool uh, the uh, youngest training session that's where uh, we came across a, a former famous uh, chelsea goalkeeper
1: yes how about that yeah so we were watching the goalkeeping uh, training yeah and there were only you know five or six boys. Really, actually, I think there were only two boys, right? For the,
0: I think there was more coming. There was yeah. it started off with two or three, and then like maybe by the end of it, it might be five or six.
1: And one of the boys was the son
0: of Petr Cech. Yes, that's which right. and he was there. That's right. That's right. And yeah, we went up and talked to him. All yeah. of us. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, it was kind of great just to see a legend in, in him. You know, yeah. a Champions League winner. You know, yeah, uh, savor of one of the, you know, a bunch of penalties in that final, right, against Bayern Munich. And,
1: and you got to remember him; he's the guy who wore like the helmet. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: They, he wasn't wearing that one at that time today, no. <laughs> but he was there watching his son. Yeah. right behind the goal, which was great. Just being a parent, yes. and it was just—it was really kind of cool to see him, and you know, going back and forth, watching his making, <laughs> watching his son make saves or maybe not make saves. Right, it was kind of funny. He to was see living him.
1: and dying with every every save,
0: exactly. But he was very gracious to us, you he know, was. when we came by. He shook all of our hands, and uh, it was kind of a, a, a neat situation there. So, we yeah. also uh,
1: ran into. Uh, Although he didn't talk to us really, was was Ashley Cole. That's who, right. Who, he's the trainer of the U fifteen boys. Right? right.
0: Yeah. He's one. I think he's the assistant coach, or might be even the head coach. Yeah. I think he's got the. He's he's with one of those groups. Yeah. So it, there was uh, there was a lot of uh, very cool stuff going on. Yeah. Lots of people floating around. We would kind of pop in, and and then there'd always be people walking by. Um, it was kind of cool seeing different different players from different areas. Especially Peter Czech there watching uh, yes. watching his son play. That was yes. pretty cool.
1: And he shook all of our hands. He was I, I thought he was he was quite gracious. Yes, very much so. And he was telling one of the guys that he is now a uh,
0: hockey goalie. That's right. Yes, that's right. There was some footage of him playing hockey because he's from the Czech Republic. So right. obviously a lot of lot of hockey and. In the Czech Republic. Yeah. And uh, now he's decided to be a little bit of a, a goalkeeper. He's playing on a lower level right. English hockey team, ice hockey team. and uh, <laughs> not <yeah. that> funny? <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. It's so like they, Michael
1: uh, Jordan it, going to play uh, baseball.
0: Yeah, so if people it. Googled it, you'll they'll probably find uh, yeah. uh, some footage of Peter Czech being a, a goalkeeper in hockey.
1: There you go. All right, it's uh, time to find out what's going on in Adam's office.
0: And now the latest Chicago area soccer news, Sucker Sucker news. Sucker news. with Coach Adam. Hey, is there anything going on? We, we've been off, so down. it's been we shut down for a little bit. But we are getting ready. So this week I'm doing a little bit of work getting ready. We actually are sending uh, pretty much all of our teams to Indianapolis. So I'm going to be there Saturday uh, in Indianapolis. So all of our ODP teams will be there. We're going to be going to Grand Park we've got uh, that facility there is amazing yeah got the three indoor fields so we're going to be inside as the snow comes down behind yeah. us so yeah so i'm glad we'll be inside so we're playing uh, kentucky and we're also playing uh, indiana so a little, little triangular two games for all of the teams in one day which is kind of nice um but yeah so we'll be doing that and then we'll be back full go in the office so we'll be releasing all of our dates for a lot of our coaching education courses Um, So people look out for that. We've got a couple of C licenses that we're going to be hosting, too. So we're excited about that as well. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a really busy uh, winter and spring. Okay.
1: Uh, We're going to take next week off uh, on the podcast because uh, there's not any games. They're just playing the FA Cup game. Yep. Um, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks. But uh, we'd like to f- uh, give special thanks to uh, executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com for putting this together for us during the holiday week. Uh, OPI is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Another across the pond episode mm-hmm. of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you.
0: This has been a presentation of
1: Opie Productions.
0: Tony, can you shut up? If you missed L- Los, An- L- Los, Anno or La- Los-, Los Anno and Friends, here's what you missed.
1: I feel like you go into a motel, you just search for cameras instantly. That's <laughs> got to be like your first reaction. Anywhere you intend to be nude, you should just check.
0: I mean, you just don't be nude in a motel. Well, I no, feel like I, that'd be a smart. I should just That's not true. get
1: changed or take a shower? No, I no. think, wait, but you're, I think you're missing my point. I'm worried that I'm not going to be on camera. Mm. I want footage of me.
0: You're the only one who wants to be filmed oh. unknowingly doing something ridiculous. Right,
1: because I would be curious. Wouldn't you be curious to see what you do? No. Yeah, like just the mundane.
0: Right. That's how I
1: spend my time. You, sp- you spend four hours doing that? Why? <laughs> As you fast forward, you go, I'm not even moving. Look at that. <laughs> I am stationary for hours. <laughs> I didn't even get up and that bag. Just appeared on the mountain. Where did it <you> come from? <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Losano. Now on
0: Losano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever the f it's called. Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, from Bandstand to Gaga. Let's rock on TV. For info and tickets. Visit museum.tv.
1: This week on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk with Chicago radio dude, Stan Lawrence.
0: Your favorite brush with greatness story. The evening I spent watching Andy Warhol shoot heroin. Okay. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't see this every day.
1: Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. An OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com